I want you to go with me to the book of Hebrews chapter chapter 12. And I am going to read beginning with verse 25. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse number 25. And it reads like this. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more shall I speak. Not yet once more I shall shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made or temporal, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Those three words, cannot be shaken, have reverberated in my spirit over the last few days. Cannot be shaken. Cannot be shaken. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Again, cannot be moved. We're a part of something that no matter what is going on around us, the kingdom of God shall not be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Amen. You may be seated. I want to read that once again from another translation called the Passion. It gives perhaps a little more clarity to the thoughts that are conveyed here by the writer of Hebrews. He said, make make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks. For the God who spoke on earth from Sinai is the same God who now speaks from heaven. Those who heard him speak his living word on earth found nowhere to hide. So what chance is there for us to escape if we turn our backs on God and refuse to hear his warnings as he speaks from heaven? The earth was rocked at the sound of his voice from the mountain, but now he has promised once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. Now this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. That is the older, the old order. So only that what what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart 
as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe. For our God is a holy, devouring fire. My subject this morning is hearing the voice of God amid the chaos. Hearing the voice of God amid the chaos. We live in a time of great shaking. Nations and cities and communities and institution and markets that we have depended on and we have related to as part of our life and its structure. They have all been swept away in a moment of time and our world has been turned upside down. It is amazing to me how quickly so many things that mankind hold dear and many things that we have sold our soul to have vanished in thin air. And have been taken away from us. Access has been cut off. And now here we are in this new paradigm. We have seen how quickly life can change. The unthinkable things have happened. And for the great part, I would believe that most people live in fear not of what has happened, but in what could yet happen. Everything is being tested in this hour and everything is being tried. Patience is being tested. Patience is being tried. Peace is being tried. And there are so many questions that are going through people's minds concerning this present reality. Foremost in many people's mind is the question is, is this the end? Is this what we've heard prophesied and preached about all of these years? Is this the fulfillment of all things? And I will tell you straightforward this morning, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Personally, I feel like there are some other things that must be fulfilled. But if it is so, if this is the hour, then hallelujah. We as a church ought to be rejoicing that our redemption draweth nigh. But what I do know is that there are spirits and forces that are working today that have gained a foothold in our world. And I believe that the spirit of Antichrist is already present in every situation trying to take advantage of this opportunity. I am not fearful of that. But I am aware of that and I am thankful that I know the Lord. I know the Christ, not the Antichrist. Hallelujah. Come out and clap your hands to the Lord and let's give him a little praise. Here is one other thing that I am sure of in this hour and that is that what has happened has definitely gotten our attention. Amen. It has been a wake up call and it should be. We need a stirring and we need to be moved. And there is a great need in our world, but more so even in the church for there to be an awakening. I have been praying for this for quite some time. God, wake us up. 
stir us. It's not that we are completely asleep, but sometimes it's as if we are in that in-between state. We're still semi-conscious of what's going on around us, but we're almost in another land and we're almost in another atmosphere. And I pray God shake us. I didn't realize that this would do the job, but I will tell you that people are being shaken today and people are being awakened this morning. And I believe that's a good thing for the church and we don't need to put our head in the sand and cry as if this is the end. This is the beginning for us and this is the opportunity for a great harvest. Amen. I believe we need to be alert and work for God like we've never worked for God. I'll be honest with you. I've worked harder in the last three weeks than I've worked in the last three years around this church if you can imagine that. I have been here earlier than I've ever been and I've left here later than I ever have and I don't mind that because I believe this is the hour. If we're going to do it, we better do it now. I don't want to be caught sleeping or laying down on the job. I'm not going to be out playing golf or fishing. I'm going to be here where the work of God is going on. I want to keep you connected to that. I want to keep you involved in that because this is not the end for us. This is just an interlude. Amen. God, activate something in us today. Stir something. Help us become intentional in our living for you. To become intentional in what we are doing in serving you. Let things be done by purpose. Let it be an awakening for all of us. And I pray today, and I pray right now, that God would begin to stir something in your spirit. That there would be a kindling of passion and desire that would call you to get on your knees and talk to God and pray like you never have before. Somebody has asked me about prayer chain and you know what? We are talking about doing that and we're working on making that available so we can all participate. But if I have to put a prayer chain together to get you to pray, something is wrong. You need to be praying whether there's a prayer chain going on or not because these are times that demand our prayer and we need to be people of prayer and we need to walk with him in that spirit and that atmosphere. And as a child of God, I do not believe that God calls this. Please don't misunderstand what I am about to say. I know that some people have, uh, have, have had some pretty strong feelings and things have been put out that people have interpreted as if God calls this or God, he, he did this. I don't believe God calls this, but what I do believe is that God can certainly use this to wake us up and stir us into a new place of, of living for him and awaken our spirit to what he is up to. As a child of God, I believe that we can find a divine purpose in the midst of this chaotic hour. And if we don't shame on us as a church, if we're still asleep at the end of this, something is wrong with us. We need to be awakened and stirred and shaken to our boots right now for this hour that in, we, we live in. Hallelujah. It helps us. In times like these to see more clearly what is important, what really matters. I will tell you that without doubt, 
in most of our families, there is a new appreciation for your home. And there's a new appreciation for what you have. And there's a new appreciation for your children. Even though you're in close quarters and some of you may be getting on each other's nerves by now. You need to lay hands on yourself and pray yourself through so that stops. Because we may be in this situation for a while. But you, instead of having friction in your home, you need to have a little faith going on in your home. You need to have a lot of worship going on. You need to have a lot of singing going on. You need to appreciate what you have and treasure it and gather it close and appreciate what God has given you. Because what you have right now is what will last. There are so many temporal things, so many temporal things that have taken on a permanent situation in our life. And by that I mean that we think we cannot live without them. It's amazing when all of this pandemic started, the fright and the panic and people lined the stores. I went into Costco one day and it looked normal on the outside. But when I got on the inside, the line to check out was all the way to the back of the store and wrapped around five aisles. I just left my buggy, walked back out the front door, said, I don't need this chaos. But it's amazing the things that we start grabbing for. We got to make sure we've got enough food, enough water, enough this, enough that. And, and, and stockpiling all of these things. Just wondering what they're going to do with all of it when it's all over. And it is going to be over. It is going to be over. At some point it's going to come to an end. But it's amazing how temporal things have gotten such a hold of us that we think we can't live without them. And some people are even, because of their social connections, they're actually going through times of depression right now because they're unable to connect and interact with people on a normal basis. Even though when they were connected with them in person, they were texting them instead of talking to them. I don't understand that part, but still there's some things about all of this that is very stirring the temporal things, the things that are going to pass away. We have put such emphasis on them that we have come to believe that we can't live without them. And now, now it's amazing that my position doesn't matter as much as my pantry. Do I have enough food to survive? My power isn't as important to me right now as my family and and making sure they're safe. And suddenly we have become conscious of things that really matter, things that are of critical importance. We're, We're looking at life now through a different lens and we see things differently than we saw them before. The truth is there is a great deal of wood and hay and stubble that is in our lives that needs to be removed and perhaps God would take advantage of this moment to help us get some of that stuff out of the way so that the things that really matter could take center stage in our life. I remember reading the story years ago about the Taj Mahal and its early beginning. If I remember correctly, the, the, the Shah who built it or the, the, the prince who built it set out to build it as a memorial to his wife. It was to house the remains of his wife that he so dearly loved. 
And so he gathered the, the, the greatest architects and, and the greatest builders of the land together and he spared no expense. He went overboard and the lavishness and, and it became a consuming passion to build this, uh, this cathedral or this building that would house the remains of his beloved wife. And so as it went along and he became more absorbed, they became more absorbed in the details and the, all the colors had to be right and the room, the, the, the design and the architecture had to be just so. And everything about it, it began to accumulate dust. And, and, and so as you know, in a building program, there's so much refuge that collects around you as you're going through this building process of bu- cutting wood and putting blocks in place and then leaving all the remains to the side. And somewhere in the midst of all of that, there was a a day he walked in and he saw all of the clutter. He said, we got to get this cleared out. And so they began to clear out all the clutter. And then once it was done, they resumed their passion for building and finally it was finished. And, And then the reality set in that his wife's remains had been in amongst all of the refuse that had been cleared out. And the very thing he had spent years in trying to build had been lost. And I believe that the reality of this hour is that for many people, what really matters was lost somewhere in the past. And we have poured our life into substance and things that we thought would be satisfying and they've not brought us one ounce of peace or hope. And too often in life, we as human beings confuse the substance with a form or we confuse the jewel with the box or we confuse the body with the building or we confuse the spirit with the service and times like these have a way of awakening us and stirring us and turning our attention back to what really matters times like these bring to the forefront of our mind the questions of life that are of greatest importance. And these are the questions that have been going on in my heart. Where is my hope anchored? Where is my hope anchored? Where is my confidence? Where is that assurance that I live with? Is it in my job? Well, if it is, for some of you, that that has been already taken away. Is it in your position? Is it in power? Where is my hope anchored? Where is my heart? What is it attached to? It's amazing in times like these, you start seeing what's really on the inside. You start seeing what what has really been your priority without you even realizing it. It had a way of pushing the the real thing, the the body that was being, that that, that was the whole reason for the building of the temple and, and the shrine. It's moved to the side and pushed out of the way because something else has gotten in its way. Something that we feel we can't live without and my heart becomes attached to things passions and desires that pass away and they vanish in a moment. And so in this moment of time in which we live, it's so important for us to allow God's voice to speak to us. Amen. Our text makes it clear that in shaking times, God always speaks. God 
always speaks. Scripture declares that God is a speaking God. From the Garden of Eden in Genesis to the mountaintop of Horeb into the chambers of the kings and the princes of the land and even into the streets and the cities of Jerusalem and Judea. The voice of the Lord could be heard time and time again. Joel said it like this in chapter 2. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army. For his camp is very great. For he is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and terrible. And who can abide it? Zephaniah said in the first chapter, The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hasteneth greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man shall cry there bitterly. And then in the book of Micah, he said, He hath shewed thee, O man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee? But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. We read that verse, but nobody ever reads the ninth verse. For the Lord's voice crieth unto the city, and the man of wisdom shall see thy name. Hear ye the rod, and who hath appointed it? Luke chapter 19, Jesus is looking over a city, and he says to Jerusalem, If thou hadst known, even in this day, what belonged to your peace, the voice that spoke in its streets had become silent. They could not hear what he said because they had too much other noise going on in the background. They were too attached to their religious philosophies and their religious rites and rituals that they had completely missed the Messiah that was coming into their world. And because they were so absorbed with their forms and formality, they were more in love with that than they were in the one who came by way of a baby and stretched himself out to us and they were blind to him and deaf to his voice. And in an hour like this, if there's anything that needs to happen to this church, we better wake up and hear the voice of the Lord. We better hear him speak to us in this hour. God is never silent, especially when it concerns his children and the church. He is never silent when it concerns his eternal purpose. I have news for you, church family. Chaos is not what's going to rule this hour. God's hand is going to be what rules this hour. The Antichrist may rise for a moment, but he's only going to have a moment. And in the end, the King of Kings, the Christ, is going to rule and sit upon his throne. The trouble is, so often in our lives, his voice is drowned out by the clamor of competing interests. And voices that allure us to their attraction. His voice is often lost amid the noise of earthly things. And too many competing interests muffle that divine sound that comes to our lives. We cannot hear him because of the chatter that is going on around us. And when he speaks, he speaks so that we might hear. So that we will know. So that we will understand the question this morning that I ask you is will the voice 
of the Lord be heard in your life, in your family, in your heart, in your home. What is God saying to you right now? What is God speaking into your spirit? What is he calling on you to do? What is he calling on you to be? What is God trying to call some of us away from? Things that we have become so attached to. Things that have had more interest to us than the things of God. Or we come to church and we sit on our pew and we occupy our space and we put our smile on. But there's something else that really has the whole of us. There's something else that really is our passion. And so we give ourselves to it. And we give ourselves uncontrollably to it. And now we're in an hour when God said "All right, I'll take that away from you now let's see what really matters let's see what the priority is hear me if you will when I speak and listen when I talk because I do have something to say to this hour and to this generation what is God saying what is he saying to you right now in your home in your family and to you as a person don't miss hearing the voice of God in the midst of all of the changes of life that are going in. The word of God is not yet done. And God's purpose has not yet been fulfilled. God speaks through nature. And he speaks through the world around us. And right now his still small voice is speaking in your home. Let the voice of God produce something good. There are things that can be shaken. Don't keep holding on to what God is trying to shake you away from. Or shake you loose from. Quit trying to hold on with all your heart. To things that are going to vanish in a moment of time. And they're going to vaporize in a second of life. Hold on to those things for a moment. But they're all going to disappear in a moment of time. What you need to realize is that God may be using this hour to shake us and wake us up. And say, you know what? There's a lot of things that I've been giving myself to that really don't matter. I need to reprioritize my life and get my eyes pointed in the right direction. The shaking of things that are mutable. Or that are shakable is designed for one purpose. So that what cannot be shaken remains. And I am confident that when all of this shaking is done. There's going to be something that remains. That is of eternal significance. And of eternal value. This shaking reveals what can take it. And what can make it. Hallelujah. Amen. It reveals what will work and what will not work. I want to tell you what still works today. The word still works. Worship still works. The hope of God still works. It's still an anchor for my soul. Faith still works. The love of God still works in my life. And I need to be awakened to that this morning. And I need to embrace that with everything. That is in me. What is his voice saying? Is his voice saying to some of you repent? Is he saying to some of you it's time for you to get right with me? It's time for you to clean out all that junk in your heart. Get rid of all that bitterness. That hatred that you've harbored. And that that venom that comes rising up. can Get rid of it. It's not worth hanging on to. Is God... 
voice saying to you, it's time for you to be reconciled with somebody. It's time for you to mend some fences. Is God's voice saying to you, it's time for you to forgive and move on, let go and let God? Is God saying to some of you right now, it's time for you to make it right. It's time for you to do what is right. I believe God's voice is saying to all of us, draw close to me. Come on, draw close to me. I want to be that shelter. I want to be that help and strength. So often in time of of, of trouble, the psalmist referred to him as hiding under the wings of the Almighty. I have imagined a bird of any size from a sparrow all the way to an eagle. I've imagined its wings stretched, calling its young ones. But you know what? There's a, there, there's a limit. You, you have to be close to him. You, you've got to want to get close to him for that sheltering effect to take a place. Some of us need to remove the distance. And I'm preaching to some backsliders that are at home right now. And you need to hear the voice of God that's calling you this morning. You need to wake up and realize you've wasted a lot of time, but you don't need to waste any more. You need to get on your knees right now. You can repent in your living room. You can pray through the baptism of the Holy Ghost right where you are. Somebody can baptize a new convert somewhere in their family right now. If you'll just wake up and realize the voice of God is speaking and I want to hear what he's saying. He's saying, come close, come near me, draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. (laughs) Will God's voice be heard amidst the clamor of this hour? Amid the earthly things that are vying for our attention. I'm asking all of you to make your house an altar today. Make your home a place of prayer right now. I'm calling the praise team back to help me for just a moment. I I wish you could be here because there's a great presence of God in this place. They brought it in here with their worship. God came when they began to magnify him. And I am thankful for what I have sensed. I am praying that it can transmit through the airwaves right now into your home, into your family. If you're a father with your family, I want you to lay your hand on your children, your family right now. I want you to pray over them. I want you to ask God to help you to hear his voice because he is speaking in this hour. The voice of God is speaking in this hour. You need to wake up and listen. You need to hear what he's saying. To be inattentive in this hour is unthinkable. It is unthinkable. Unthinkable backslider. It's time to get on your knees right now. Right now. Get on your knees. God's speaking to you. There are some people that are listening and watching right now that have allowed coldness to slip in. You've let a hardness come over you. An insensitiveness. You need to get on your knees right now and you need to ask God, Lord, help me. Open my ears that I can hear your voice. Open my ears that I can hear. I want it to draw me near. Shake out all the stuff that doesn't need to be in my life. Shake out all the things that are unnecessary if you need to. But only God, keep me. Lord, keep me with your hand. Keep me in your will. Keep me with your care. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus right now. 
I lift up my voice over this congregation of people that are scattered throughout this city today and perhaps in other parts of our world and nation. God, I'm asking you to move right now. I'm asking you to stir the heart of every backslider, every unrepentant soul, God, every troubled spirit, everyone, Lord, that is disturbed over what's happening and they don't know what to do, God. Let them hear your voice today. Your voice that's calling them to come home. Your voice that's calling them to repent. Your voice that's calling them to experience the Holy Ghost and to experience your joy like they have never experienced any joy before. Oh God, right now, pour out your spirit. Yes, Lord. Pour out your spirit right now. Pour out your spirit right now. Come on. Come on in your family, in your homes right now. Pour out your spirit. If there are intercessors listening, would you intercede right now? God, help us. Help us to set our priorities right. Help us, Lord, to establish values that will last. Help us settle issues that need to be settled in our lives, Lord. Eternity is too long for me to go into. Only because I would not forgive or I would not repent or I would not turn. Eternity is too long for me to miss the glory that is offered me today. If I will just bend my knee, if I will bow my head, if I will pray, oh God, help me a sinner today. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins, Lord. Fill me with your spirit. Let me speak in other tongues as the spirit gives utterance. Renew me in the Holy Ghost today, Lord. Renew me in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Every family, every person listening or watching this morning. My prayer for you is that you will hear the voice of the Lord as he speaks in this hour. That you will allow him to point you in a direction that will help you reevaluate, reprioritize your life. To bring close to you the things that really matter. Your family is one of them. Your home, make it a house of prayer. Our circumstances have forced us to bringing the altar into our home where it should have been to begin with. But some people have taken it out because they've left it at the church. They've let the church be the place where they went to the altar. Now we're being forced to build an altar in our own home. And I ask you to do that because God is speaking. He has something to say. He has something to say to you. And I pray that you will hear him today. Our prayer for all of you this week is that your ears will be open and that you will hear the voice of the Lord. 
as he speaks. We love all of you. God bless you until we see you again. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, praise team. What a great presence of the Lord here.